Welcome back to Philly Take with RB. You know what to do. Smash the like, hit the subscribe, and ding that notification bell. That way you are instantly notified whenever I upload or go live. We will continue to go live for every single Sixers game and cover the playoffs here on the channel, so be sure to stay tuned in. But today, we are back with our official second round preview and prediction video. We have the one-seeded Philadelphia 76ers going up against the five-seeded Atlanta Hawks here in the second round. The Sixers come off a 4-1 to series win against the Wizards in round one, while the Hawks come off a 4-1 to series win against the New York Knicks. And my initial thoughts on this series is that, honestly, it depends on the health of Joel Embiid. And at the time of recording this, there is no official update. Maybe when I upload this or tonight or tomorrow, there will be an official update. But as of right now, we don't know how many games he's going to play, how his mobility is, and all that good stuff. So um, a lot of this will be dependent upon Joel Embiid's health. But Sixers coming in at second overall in def defensive efficiency, 12th in offensive efficiency, while the Hawks coming in at four. 14th in defensive efficiency and eighth in offensive efficiency. So they kind of balance out. Uh, the Sixers appear, though, to be the clear cut favorite in this series, given the fact they have the more skilled roster. But at the same time, we also have to respect the Atlanta Hawks because back on March 1st, when they went and fired their coach Lloyd Pierce, former Sixers assistant, immediately after the All Star break, which was actually in Atlanta. That team became a whole different team with a new identity under Nate McMillan, who has been a guy around the league for a while, and they've gone 27-11 and 11 the rest of the way, won the first round series as a five seed, and Trey Young is just elevated to another level, and that team is just playing a lot better. So it's kind of hard to look at them the entire season, but overall, man, uh, both teams come out healthy. The Sixers, obviously, we have to be concerned about Joe and Embiid. The Atlanta Hawks don't really have anybody, you know, dinged up. I know Cam Reddish, I think, might come back for the series, so we'll have to see but like I said Joel Embiid's health is you know really what this series depends on is he going to be able to play through it soreness um I, I really don't know and I'm just praying that he's going to be all right the last thing I'll say is that this could potentially be what I call an annoying series now if you remember in the first round against the Washington Wizards I also said that would be an annoying series why because they had Russell Westbrook and similarly now Trey Young is playing with a whole new confidence, a new vengeance. We saw what he did to the fans in the garden, right? Fake spitting on the logo, uh, bowing to the crowd, right? Telling them to shut up. It was absolutely crazy. Um, as a basketball fan, it was fun to watch. And let me just say something. If he tries to do that coming into the Wells Fargo, well, he's going to have a big warm welcome from the now 100% capacitated Wells Fargo Center and the Philly fans. It's going to be crazy. The Hawks have had some other guys as well that have been known to jaw against us in the past. Kevin Huerter, uh, John Collins, right? Even Clint Capella said something about the New York Knicks before sending them on vacation. So I could see this getting a bit chippy and uh, some jawing going around, Joel and Trey Young. I could see it all happening. So it could potentially get a little bit annoying again, but we will have to wait and see. So let's talk about the previous matchups of these teams. As we know, they played three times this year due to the scheduling, but I'm only going to look at one of the games because in January, the Sixers lost to the Atlanta Hawks, but they did not have Ben Simmons. They did not have Tobias Harris, and they did not have Seth 
Curry. Now, the second matchup in late April, the Atlanta Hawks lost to the Sixers, but they did not have Trey Young. They did not have Kevin Huerd or DeAndre Hunter, so I can't go based off of that. But the last matchup is pretty much the only sample that we have here, and it's kind of hard. But in the second of a back-to-back, -back, the Sixers dominated the Hawks 126-104. to 104. Uh, Trey Young was in the game. Most of the starters were healthy for both teams, and the Sixers played great defense. They pushed the pace. Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, and Ben Simmons all contributing 18 points. Ben Simmons with a little fadeaway jumper. Everybody was aggressive. The, the juices were flowing, you know what I mean? And I believe that game was at the Wells Fargo, and the Sixers just absolutely dominated them. Made it look easy. They made it look easy. So um, this is the playoffs. It's a bit different now, but that is all we have to go based off of it, and I'm expecting a, you know, a pretty hard-played series from both teams. So my first key for the Sixers winning this series is how they are going to defend Trey Young, and that's obviously the biggest key. Like I said, Trey Young has been very confident lately. He's been playing well. He usually balls out against the Sixers, putting up 30 a game, but the Sixers have a great perimeter defense team, and they have skilled defenders who can move around and shuffle their feet and stay on some of these, you know, quick ball guards who can shoot it from 35 feet out. Um, you're going to see probably a lot of Ben Simmons on Trey Young. You're going to see Matisse Thybul, maybe even some Danny Green switched in there to avoid foul trouble. You know, Trey's probably going to get a lot of foul calls, but I will give Trey credit because in his third year, he has become not only just a great scorer, but a great facilitator. He's been reading the court well. Um, he's just really been elevating his teammates, but I think the Sixers have a decision to make here. Number one, do you go full in on Trey, try to inflict pressure, get him off his game, throw him off what he does well? Or do you take an approach kind of what I saw a little bit last series and what I actually said the Sixers should do in my first round preview, which was to let Bradley Beal have his, right? I said we should try to take out either Russell Westbrook or Bradley Beal and let the other guy do his thing. Do the Sixers kind of do that here? Let Trey have his 30 points a game and try to take out everybody else. That is a decision that we have to make. Um, and I'm interested to see what we do. I think we'll try to mix in a combination of both if Trey Young gets going, right? You know, really just try to take him off his game. But I do think Ben and Matisse will be guarding Trey and really try to pest him. You know what I mean? Try to take him off what he does well when the Sixers are locked in um, because we do know there's some mental lapses with this team's defense. The Sixers have really quality perimeter defenders. Even a guy like George Hill who can kind of, you know, to, to just kind of imitate, right? And, and try, to, try to imitate each other and throw guys like Trey Young off their game. So I'm interested to see what happens. Um, another thing is we have to close out on shooters like I saw in that last matchup, right? The Hawks, whether it's John Collins, sometimes Bogdanovich, um, DeAndre Hunter, Kevin Werder. They have guys who can knock it down. And similar to the Sixers, when I watched the Atlanta Hawks film and some of their games, they seem to have stretches, right? They seem to have points in the game where they rattle off five, six, seven, eight shots in a row, um, and they're just on fire. And sometimes they have really, really cold periods. So I think the Sixers really have to throw these guys off their game. Guys like Tobias Harris are going to have to match up against maybe John Collins and throw him off his game. I'm interested to see how Doc kind of adjusts with that. And the main thing is the pick and roll defense. This will be huge. Trey Young is going to try to annihilate us on the pick and roll. He can shoot it from 35, 40 out. Will the Sixers come up or will they continue to play the honestly begrudged 
uh, drop coverage, man. I hate it every single time. It is terrible, and they continue to do it. And a good point I heard recently was if Joel Embiid's health lingers, if the injury is, is not going well and he's still in the game, will Trey Young try to continually target him in pick and roll, try to force that mismatch and, you know, knock down his threes? I think we have to fight over screens, just really get him off his game, maybe pick up a couple extra fouls. But hey, if he has to settle for a little floater for two rather than his three pointers, um, I wouldn't mind that at all. And I do think uh, the Sixers are going to have to um, incorporate some switches in as well, whether it's Ben and Matisse. Maybe even some doubles thrown Trey's way just to get him off of that and not really comfortable uh, in his three-point shooting area. But how we defend their shooters, especially Trey Young, is going to have a pretty much the biggest impact on this series. My second key for the Sixers to successfully dominate this series is what I will refer to as the second and third options. The Atlanta Hawks did a great job in getting Julius Randle off his game in the first round series. And All-Star didn't even look like, honestly, an average player. But I tweeted this out, and I will reiterate it here. The it, the New York Knicks did not have a Ben Simmons or Tobias Harris like the Sixers do. They didn't have a legitimate second option or a third option. And honestly, we know Joel Embiid, if healthy, is going to have his 28, 30, 35 points. We know Trey Young's going to have his 30 points a game. I honestly think, and this may be a hot take, that this series comes down to the second and third options, right? Ben Simmons showed a lot of aggressive in the first round, showed a lot of aggressiveness in the first round series, and he needs to come out and continue to play that way, go downhill. The Atlanta Hawks walled off um, some of the New York Knicks, but I don't think they can do that to Ben Simmons. I think Tobias Harris, who also had some huge games in the first round, has to come out and have a, you know, a couple 25-point games, and I do expect them to do that. I do think um, the Atlanta Hawks are athletic, but I don't think um, they can really stop a guy like Ben Simmons going full force downhill. Um, like I said, the New York Knicks did not have that, so it'll be vital to see how Ben and you know Tobias really take over this game. I want them to go crazy and be aggressive and just stick to what they've done all year, um, and especially what we saw in the first round series. On the other side, the Atlanta Hawks' second option, John Collins, who usually averages 17 a game in the regular season, had a lackluster first series. He only had 12 a game. Now, they did have some guys like Bogdanovich and, and Hunter stepping up for 15, 16 a game. But honestly, with those guys as your second option, even John Collins, I do not think that that is enough to beat this skilled Sixers team. And in addition to that, you know, if Ben Simmons is playing the fast pace here and we're running up and down the floor, we are going to have to dominate that, and, and I just expect Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris to have much better series than some of these guys. And, you know, the Sixers should be able to take out a couple of them, right? Hunter, Bogdanovich, I think we have the perimeter defense, like I said, to do so. We are going to have to force the ball out of Trace hands, but we also have to step up against these guys. And I would much rather take a Tobias 20 a game and Ben 15-16 over what the Hawks are going to give you. I don't think that John Collins being your second option is really enough to beat this Sixers team. So we'll see how the Sixers can take them off of their game. And my third and final key for the Sixers to dominate this series is to play at our pace and set the tone. The one thing I noticed in the Washington series was every single game the Sixers came out immediately 
in the first six minutes and established their presence. You felt like, okay, this is the Sixers game. They're going to be able to do this. And you could just feel them dominate. They took over. And at the same time, I could probably say the same for Trey Young against the Knicks. I felt like he really put it into his hands. He played at his flow, his groove, and he just took over and controlled that series. And like I said, the Hawks are athletic. They're speedy, but so are the Sixers. And if we see some small ball lineups or if we see Ben Simmons going downhill, we have to play at our pace, but at the same time, I would also warn, if Joe Embiid is not in this series, do not fret. Don't go into panic mode. Just stay calm, maintain, and play our, you know, our style of game. And a big thing is going to be how Doc kind of, you know, reiterates that to the team and, and really makes those key adjustments, right, if we need a spark. I honestly wouldn't expect to see Shaker Furkan. I said I wouldn't play him in the first round series. Doc tried it. It did not work. Tyrese Maxey has earned it. He's a tone setter. He comes in immediately, makes a spark off the bench. The fans love him. I'm expecting to see a lot more of him. Matisse Thibel's defense, I think, is going to come up big in this series. Give it, you know, give us a couple games with three steals, something like that. Even Dwight Howard, if Joel Embiid is out more and needs to come in, he he did great, especially on the glass. And I do think the Hawks are going to try to out-tough us and out-rebound us on the glass. So I'm expecting Dwight Howard to come in and uh, make his presence felt. Just some of these guys off the bench. The Hawks also have some of these role players um, that are able to step up and kind of, you know, change a series, change the flow of the game, you know, Gallinari and guys like that, Lemon Pepper, Lou Williams. But... I do think the Sixers bench players and the role players, Danny Green and Seth Curry, may go off for 21 game, 25 one game. And I think they're going to have to be pretty good in this series, and I expect them to do so. Overall, this kind of feels to me like a, the series, like the point in time where the Sixers finally break through that, that second round threshold and finally get to the Eastern Conference Finals. The road has been paved. They have to take advantage of it. And it almost feels for the Hawks to me like the Sixers did a couple years ago where they get to the second round finally and they this is where they learn their lesson and they go and they get the experience and they come back the next couple years and are much hungrier. I just think the Sixers have it all paved out for them. But again, the key is Joel Embiid's health. If Joel Embiid is healthy, I think the Sixers really dominate this series and are way too much for the Hawks. And I think the Sixers, I will once again pick in five. I think the Sixers win this series four to one if Joel Embiid is healthy. On the other hand, if the Atlanta Hawks continue to come out and they're playing us without Joel and he's in for one game and out the next and he's on a minutes restriction, I think it could get pretty scary. And I think the series goes seven games and could lean up, you know, either way. But given the fact the Sixers will be at the Wells Fargo if there is a Game 7 with the home court advantage, the full crowd, I would probably still pick the, the Sixers to win that in seven games. But let's just hope and pray he's healthy. I think the Sixers will dominate the series if he is in. But those are just all my thoughts, guys. Let me know what you think down below. How many games will the series go? Who will come out on top? What are the key factors of winning this series? Give me all your thoughts down below. We will be live for every single Sixers game. So come hang out and tune in. And I appreciate everybody for tuning in. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And I'll catch you on the next one, man. Peace. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect.